That's coffee. I'm Alex. I'm Anthony. And this is the College Manifesto. Anthony, what's going on, my friend? Oh my gosh. What is going on, dude? I am so excited to be back. You know, I sit in my car. I just sit in my car. I don't do anything. You don't just drive sit, it. No, just sit in the car. And I get so pumped and excited for recording the episode that we do every week. Because I'm just like, I get a platform to share what I want and, you know, voice cracks and all. And it's just so exciting. And I, I ignore I get, you the whole week until we record. So it's your opportunity to say hello to me. Let, let me just say right now how many text messages I send you before he responds. It's like, you know, you have like that three text rule when you try to text a girl. It's like if you text her more than three times, like, like you need to stop. How many messages did I send Probably you without three. your one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, seven messages? If I did that to a female man, I would be blocked and just, yeah, it would be bad. But I'm happy to be back. So this is this is really great to, to be back here. Um, I wanted to make it an announcement here on the podcast. Uh, if you haven't seen our nice little uh, teaser post, um, we have a lot of news. And this is where we're going to share it uh, after the episode is posted as well. It will be posted on the site. But um, we want to talk about a few things. Um, one is a new video that we're going to have out for you. Um, it's for promotional material. This is just to get the podcast to grow a little bit more. Um, people like to see our faces to know what we look like. And uh, we're going to post it on the Facebook page, which is doing really well. So yeah. thank you for supporting us. Yeah, that's something. On the socials. Yeah. We hit over 100 likes on the Facebook like within a week, which was super awesome. Super cool. Super cool. And it's only growing more and more. So we're really trying to get this presence out, not just in the Orlando area, but, you know, to the, the greater Florida, if you will. You know, Tallahassee, Gainesville. Miami. Uh, that uh, west side. And uh, yeah, South Florida as well. You know, like the space space coast. That's what's called. You just said West Side, like super hard. West Side. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I didn't I didn't share the other good news. Uh, Sticker. Something stickers, but not just stickers. The best stickers. The best stickers. You know why? Why? Because it has our faces on them. It's got our faces on them, and you can put them anywhere that you want. On your like bu- the bottom of a trash can, <laughs> or on or your like bumper, underneath the toilet. Or, like, next to your honk if you're horny sign. Go downtown and put our stickers downtown. Downtown. In the stalls. On a bum. Like, you know how, like, the door, like, if you're sitting on a toilet, you look at the door, that's not where the sticker goes. It should be, like, under the toilet bowl, behind the rim. So, like, if you're throwing up, then you see the sticker. Or on the back right side of the toilet paper holder. Just right there. Yeah. Just so that it's preserved so there's, like, no shit marks that get on it. You just want it to you be safe. You can see it when you're reaching. Right. Absolutely. So, we're going to have that. Uh, something else, and I posed a question on the actual page as well, but the potential for t-shirts. Uh, we'll post a mock-up of what we're looking at. It's a nice little simple t-shirt design. Um, you know, just supporting and repping the College Manifesto, if you so choose. Um, so we'll post that there to see what people think. And uh, if you like it, we'll order it. All right. So getting into the we talk have for a the day. special guest we today. do. And we announced it uh, last week. So we're really excited to introduce him. Um, before we introduce him, uh, something that we're looking forward to um, in creating this podcast and pushing it further is to get out of the realm of just Orlando. We um, love you, but. We love Orlando and we love we UCF. But we're trying to expand that, and we're doing that uh, piece by piece and talking to um, students and former students that went to different universities besides UCF. And um, we're really excited to have our guest on today, Mr. Jared Concepcion. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you on, man. Full sail repping today, huh? Full sail, yes. Full sail ahead. 
I uh, I toured Full Sail recently. It is an awesome campus. My goodness. Have you... Okay. Really spared no expense. Seriously. All right, if you drive past Full Sail, you're like, okay. But then if you go around the back, what's on the back, Jared? Oh, that. The back lot. The back lot. Yes. It's a literal back lot. Yes, it is. It's a full-on, like, set. Because they have streets with doors that you can go into. And, like, like it's... Uh, they have a gas station that you can film on, and I'm pretty sure pornography is filmed in that gas station uh, lot at night. Um, no recollection of the events in okay. question. <laughs> uh, I am not at liberty to uh, to comment. It, or the beauty is, of NDAs. And like you have, you have even um, you have studios inside of buildings. It's ridiculous what you got over there. Yes, and then, it's something I like to call uh, fully functional fake. Right, everything is designed to look like something else, which is awesome. Got a lot of toys to play with. A lot of toys to play with. Mm. A lot of very expensive, very dangerous toys, yes. So what did you major in? Um, I majored in film, uh, specifically like film production. So you totally got to take advantage of that. Yes. Every (laughs) piece of equipment I've ever had my hands on, I've had my hands on first in that school. Do you feel like it it made a difference? Uh, Yes, because I didn't feel so alien when I got to like handling $25,000 rigs. Jesus God. Yeah, because it's a lot of responsibility and then like with weights and people's lives and things swinging around and money like and the producers wow, yeah. like we don't have time to waste another day nope. <laughs> how do you deal with that when you have something so expensive that you have to handle and you i guess you i guess over time you learn how to use it but having that much responsibility for something and like what if someone breaks it like what happens do you know oh, what I'm, happens i hope i'd never find out really <laughs> what tuition. happens yeah um no nothing was ever really broken we were monitored pretty closely and everything was so well rehearsed beforehand before we even got our hands on the equipment because like a lot of safety issues but i assume that you know they have an intense like insurance policy on board because i mean that place makes so much money and there's so much money just flowing through that place there's a, there's a lot of alumni too that probably help and support too I, oh yeah don't you have that little lobby that has all of the things that people who have graduated have done like the uh, the records and what was that room? You know what I'm talking about. Yes, right? it's yeah. it's where like uh, all the accolades of all the former alumni were, mm-hmm. and they've gone on to like uh, produce hit albums and work on audio engineering and like big movies and stuff. Parts of the Caribbean animating. And stuff. Yes, like Dark Knight, like everything. Wow. You the the resume for those alumni is insane. Well, you're one of them. I am one of them. I feel I, like. I'm so sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. I I am one of them, but I don't have any accolades like that to my name, any big credits like that yet. Not yet. Not yet. So if I'm someone that has never been to Full Sail or has ever heard of Full Sail, what is it? If you can describe to me, like, what the school is, you know, what what do people major there, you know, Um, things like that. So it it was formerly a tech school, a technical school. And then when I had gone, it had a recent accreditation where it just received the ability to get bachelor degrees. So uh, I was one of the first few months to get an actual bachelor's degree in film from that newly accredited university. Before that, it was all like technical certifications. Like you could work on movies, you could work on cameras, you could do whatever you needed to. Nice. Um, but Full Sail is kind of like an accelerated program for diving right into the business of entertainment. Whether it's computers, audio, film, whatever you need. Like, I don't want to deal with anything but what I want to do. Yes, it's very, like, you choose one thing. It's not kind of like, oh, let me explore humanities or let me explore philosophy. It's like everything is tied so closely to your major. Like, my psychology class was the psychology of film and its effect on the masses, which is really cool. 
I like that. Is it like a traditional set? Because I, I, I have never like been to a school like this. I've never had exposure to it. Um, so it's not like normal classes. Like you sit in a kind of a lecture, you study, you take a test, and you go home. There's there's like a hands-on portion yes. to it as well. Yeah. Typically, you'd, um, you'd have like a four-hour class. Oh, wow. And then you would have maybe an hour break, and then you do like a four-hour lab after that. And you do two classes a month. They do, like, crazy schedules, too, right? You'll yeah. have classes in, at night, like, late night, right? Yes. Um, you would have sometimes classes that went to, like, 4 in the morning. God. Um, Isn't that 4 ridiculous? in the morning? What? But I found it yeah. to be so useful because, like, when I got into the industry, overnight shoots absolutely happen. Oh, wow. So, like, kind of training your body to be adaptable to, like, no real sleep schedule was, like, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so I interesting. Love sleep. You don't get to sleep too much, though. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I always find interest in that, and I think it's such a great thing that we have you know, schools that offer that ability to, to let people just dive right into what they're doing. And you know, I, I kind of wish I had exposure like that sometimes. You guys get cool networking, too. I know like WrestleMania just did stuff with you guys. Um, like you, you have people come to Orlando, and they're like, I'm going to hook up with Full Sail when we get here. Yeah, absolutely, because... It is such a great facility to, like, host all these different types of events, and you have a lot of interns ready to, like, jump at the opportunity to help out. So yeah. there's a lot of, like, a hand-in-hand with labor and training, and, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, yeah. isn't that the industry? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> what got you into Full sale? What, what, not, what got you in, but what... what <laughs> my grade. <laughs> my GPA, no, more like your, um, your interest. What, where was the interest? Did you always have an interest in film and movies and you wanted to pursue that? Was Yeah, so for me, growing up, film was sort of the church of the 20th century. Like, I loved the, the idea of being able to go into a dark room with a bunch of strangers and really like look at something and watch idols on screen teach you how to like walk and talk and and smoke cigarettes and stuff and it was a shared experience that everyone did silently and then you would get up and all leave and you were all emotionally moved so something that powerful it was like what is this the the portal into other worlds right and i had an overactive imagination so i literally have chills because i've never heard it described yeah i was like so eloquently but i really have chills because i've I've felt that's exactly what it is i've just never heard anyone put it that way that was no one can articulate it like that that. was absolutely beautiful and exactly right it is it's amazing it's totally church of of the 20th century 21st century it's crazy Yeah, so uh, what really kind of, like, brought me to that school is actually I went to college a little bit later in life. I took a lot of years off after high school and then rejoined um, probably when I was about 27 or 28. And um, I was looking into film schools, and I was like, you know, I'm I'm getting pretty old. I don't have time to be spending six years in in film school, and, you know, I want to hurry up and get a degree so that it can prove that I can do what I can do and get out there in the workforce. And then, lo and behold... Advertisements of full sale film school came upon, and it's like, get a bachelor degree in two years. I'm like, whoa! All right, accelerated programming. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of through school, I was always kind of bored with the pace of the class. I would always work ahead, so this fit me like perfectly. Like I was able to just like, yes, this is the speed we need to be going. Let's cut right to the chase. I like that. I really like that. So, what do you um, what do you do with your degree? What um, with your interest in film? How does that translate it into your life now after school? Oh well, um, right after graduation, I actually sold all of my belongings because I was told in school it's like you want to make movies, you got to go to where movies are made. 
So they're like, Hollywood. I'm like, okay, Hollywood. That's the American entertainment dream, right? Sold all my stuff, packed up my car with all my clothes, drove out to Hollywood with six other friends. Wow. Yeah, we got a, like a, a kind of a dilapidated apartment on the more bohemian side of North Hollywood, which was very interesting. Um, more bohemian meaning ghetto. <laughs> so um, I ended up sleeping on a hardwood floor for almost two years with like six roommates paying over $2,200 for this crappy three-bedroom apartment with like cockroaches and stuff. And it was such an interesting experience because I'm out there and I'm like hustling and trying to get jobs. And I don't know if you know this about the entertainment industry, but you deal with so much rejection, right? You have to have a special type of like uh, personality to be able to withstand all the rejection. Um, but there was always this, always the saying in film school, which was for every hundred no's that one yes is worth it. So you just have to like keep going on and on. And I will always look back, even though I work so hard and sometimes I eat like a bologna sandwich with bologna as bread. So it's like three pieces of bologna for dinner. <laughs> So you eat bologna. Yeah, that's how I eat bologna. <laughs> bologna. Uh, yeah, th- I triple triple down on that. Um, but sometimes you're eating just that for the day until your next job when you can eat on set. Those are absolutely, though, the years I will never regret the most. It was so fascinating. Yeah, man, the years you struggle the most, the time that you have the most struggles, the most memorable, whether good or bad, it ends up being a good memory because you're like, you know, I did that. I made it through, if anything, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, got to work on a lot of cool things out there, a lot of commercials, uh, a couple of features, independent films. Um, I worked with the American Film Institute for a little while doing some of their art direction and some of their uh, uh, second AD work, which is kind of running the sets while all the fellows explored the art. So I was a very utility kind of capacity there. Um, now that I'm back here in Florida, uh, I do, I'm fooling around with some experimental types of media. There's a 360 video that I'm really starting to explore, which is kind of this unexplored space where no one's really kind of had a foothold on what it's going to be yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's just a great time to be alive and a great time to be like constantly thinking and creating because a lot of new tech is making a lot of other things possible. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Yeah, we have outlets we've never been able to reach before, like those 360 videos or like... Augmented reality, virtual reality. It's amazing. Yeah, everything about reality, right? Like you could make a movie that somebody could walk through. That would be cool. That would be cool. And that's actually... Re- reveal your idea and ruin it? <laughs> sort of. Um, you're, you're actually highlighting one of the biggest problems with, like, narrative filmmaking in 360 video, which is, like, when you shoot a film, you carefully curate what angles and what to show someone. But with 360 or VR, they can look wherever. How do you draw their attention to the subject to make sure you're still telling the story? Yeah. So that's, like, one of the big things that no one has really quite figured out just yet i think it has to do with sound i'm gonna go ahead and put my money on sound full sale definitely knows what they're doing yeah yeah they pump out graduates every month so they better know what they're doing (laughs) every month yeah every month is a semester you get two classes a semester god and have two classes every month and it's a two-year program for a bachelor's degree yeah so you fly through classes like you do a whole semester's worth of work for one class in one month but you do two so two two classes one semester. I feel like that's so much more engaging though because it's it's so much more hands-on so even though it is very accelerated it's still like you're like yeah give me more like I want more. Yeah uh, the biggest danger with it though is like if you don't absorb it on the first pass it's like you're gonna kind of struggle when you get into later classes. Gotcha it builds off of it like. Oh yeah builds right into it. I had I think a total of like six months of just lighting learning how to bend throw and break light it was so interesting. Lighting is everything. 
Lighting is everything. Except for sound. Sounds. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. Oh, man, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. What? Well, well, thank you for sharing a little bit of your background um, before we get into talks for today. I always, I always find it interesting to know people's backgrounds about college. Oh, that's that's what I wanted to ask. I'm so sorry, I forgot. Um, favorite favorite college experience, favorite college moment, like Whoa. you've ever had. Like if you could pick, bending light. <laughs> day two, bending it, light. It was actually you're you're right on the money there. It was the day that I understood what film really was, which is lies in 24 frames per second, right? Everything that is on film is carefully put there to sway you emotionally, to manipulate you emotionally for one reason or another. There's no such thing as, like, subjective. It is all objective. Like, you are definitely supposed to do something here with this. Well, at least good filmmaking, right? You're not just supposed to capture for the sake of capturing. Um, So the day that I learned that it was all manipulated, I saw my lighting class in a whole new light, if you will, or if you won't, pun intentional. (laughs) Um, And the ability to, like, know how to curve light around someone's face was so interesting to me. Like, you could achieve completely different effects emotionally from someone just with a different light or a different way to wrap the light around someone's face. So I was like, I'm... I'm like a physics major. I'm like throwing light. I'm bending it. I'm cutting it. And the psychology so cool. of like what it means. Yes. And you're um, you're going to manipulate someone's emotions in the future. Public relations. Oh, public relations. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing. Just being a normal, like avid, I love going to the movies watcher. It's like, I know there's so much passion and work that's put into those small little details. But how do you get those little details, you know, to a wider audience for people that, you know, aren't necessarily filmmates? majors and didn't have a you know a background in that how how do you get them to really appreciate that moment for what it really is rather than what, what they think you know what, what i mean symbolism mean, right yeah. right like they're they're just very like on the surface and you're trying to like break into it but you know you're trying to convey that to them but they're just sitting right on the surface like how you know how do you do deal with that well i mean I, that's so interesting i look at at film as an amalgamation of all these different arts right there's like things to look at there's composition there's light there's sound there's music there's often blocking or dancing or how motion um so every single piece of art throughout history like coincides with this one so the way to examine it is the way you examine any other piece of art that you would first of all i think the best way is just to look at it and ask yourself what does this mean to me, right? So another fascination I have with stories and filmmaking was history, right? I loved history because stories are a way that we draw meaning from experiences. And I love that with film, you could create meaning and experiences. So it's like modern alchemy almost. So the best way to kind of do it, look at it and ask yourself, what does this even mean to me? I think that's a, that's a good I'm book. learning so much. I, I really am. I need to go watch a fucking movie and like <laughs> you know what? I go I see like Spider Man. Like, no, I, I just did Ghostbusters again, and wow, like that OG Ghostbusters. OG or like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, that thing I, is layered. I don't know if you want to share is it on. It really? Yeah. Can we? Can you? Can you do a quick breakdown of how Ghostbusters? Oh, is? Oh, 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 hold right, on a right, sec. Okay. I, I was gonna say. I'm do super you, excited. No, no. Did you want? I'm like. I don't know if you want to like. It's pull, funny that you asked. Well, well, go ahead and like tell him if you want to explain to him. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about your, you know, little. Sure. Actually, my my adventures in podcasting began today. Uh, I was a podcast virgin, so I filmed my fir- or filmed rather. Listen to me, the film uh, graduate. I recorded my first podcast today conversationally. Um, 
So hopefully it kind of takes off the ground, and it was based on the topic of Ghostbusters. So what is it called? Uh, it's called Take Two. Take Two Podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, it's where we kind of take a look at uh, movies that we loved from our childhood and ask ourselves, does it still stand up today, or are we just chained by our nostalgia? Now stop listening to our podcast. Start <laughs> listening to Take Two. Actually, so we'll just save it, and we'll listen to your podcast. S- subscribe to this one, too, but then also go listen to the other one as well. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get more information on that, so and we'll share that as wait. well. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty interesting. I always thought that was so cool, because it's like, you think of movies that, you, and I'm like, this is such a great idea, man. Like, so yeah. good. Yeah, it was a very interesting way that that kind of came about, is because uh, my girlfriend actually grew up starkly different from me, like not really watching movies. She was more into like bands and music. Um, So she has great language for that. Um, But when I was trying to teach her about who I am, I I told her, I was like, I'm going to take you on the cinematic journey of Jared Conception. Like the movies I watched in the order that I watched them that helped shape me into the individual I am. Wow. You definitely are in the right industry. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. It's really good. I always have like the best talks with Jared. Like they're always so like deep, and I'm, I always love it. I always oh, enjoy it so yeah. much. It's always just excited good. to be alive. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good time to be alive. What a time! Be okay. alive. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to continue. <laughs> Gotta throw it in there. All right, cool. Super cool. So, getting into the talk for today, we wanted to know a little bit about Jared before we get into today, so the audience, you know, gets a little comfortable with you know with our guests and with us. They're probably not comfortable with us, but that's okay. I'm uncomfortable with you. Yeah, I hate you. So question i want to ask and i want i want to hear you alex i want to hear from you jared and you know we'll talk about it a little bit how much has college changed from when our parents went to school from now we always hear this whole thing like oh my god college was such a different time or we always hear our parents like oh my god college was so much easier you know when you went to school and now it's like fucking 4.9 gpa and you know 12 extra extra curriculars to get a c in the class you know it's this is ridiculous but I want to know and kind of like talk about it, you know, how much do we think our generation from our parents' generation has changed, um, you know, just college in general, um, whether it's like social media, um, skills and proficiencies and like software, or like certain qualifications, like what do you guys think is different and why? Well, I think my 30 second answer would be it's still the same bureaucratic paperwork. You have to just deal with like poor people, well, not poor people, you have to deal with like people telling you you need poor to take this too. class but then you don't actually need to take that class, but then, you, oh, wait, you did need to take this class, and, oh, that was actually a prerequisite, so you can't take this class until you take, to take that class, and then, oh, you didn't turn the paperwork in on time, so you have to wait for that. And then, so like, there's that, I don't think, has changed, but I think that there is um, more, like, the necessity for internships, and I think back then it was just, like, learn the book and then, like, take the test, and now it's, like, you also have to have your professional development skills going on. You have to get your internships. You have to network. You, like, they teach you that stuff, and I feel like that's pushed more um, in general today. Hmm. Do you think that's made college harder, though? Because I, we have no, extra things that we have to stack I, up on. I don't on. think it's extra. I think that they're just doing it different. You know, like, like rather than taking a one-credit-hour class or something else, you're taking a one-credit-hour internship class, you know? Right. If I'm a business major that went to school in 1970 at University of Florida— and the same student, but in 2017, the amount of, of sheer work and qualifications, do you think that's equal or do you think it's more because I'm in a different generation? I don't know. Well, if I can't, I, honestly, I, I feel like I can't really speak to that because I wasn't there at all. You know, I don't have the, the database of information to compare, but I don't know. Hmm. What, do you, what about you, Jared? Well, what do you think? I mean, 
So the only information that I have to go off is, is kind of like my dad's experience telling me about college. Mm-hmm. He actually didn't even complete it. He was like one credit away before he just like, I'm just going to work, you know. So when he would talk about college, he was he would talk about different things like, oh, you know, I had to take a typing class. He was very proud of that. He was like, oh, I had to do 70, I was 75 words per minute. Very proud, very proud. And I'm thinking about that, like, in my college experience, like, I didn't have to do words per minute. That wasn't like a, a test that I took. You know, so I think that it's just evolving with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily harder, but I think it is more appropriate because you talked about like the bureaucracy of like, oh, this paper, I need this paper. But how much doesn't that echo normal life? It's like, oh, let me go to the DMV. Oh, I got to go get my passport. Mm-hmm. I got to go get my picture here, but I got to get this official document here. So in a way, it is still kind of preparing you more and more for life indirectly. It's kind of strange. College seems to echo more and more of the society. Was, or is it creating this? Oh, maybe. Oh, here we go. Mm. Chicken and egg. <laughs> I do like that one, though. <laughs> That's good to think about. So, I, if it's harder. The, the reason why I ask is just because um, I know that a lot of, you know, like Ivy League schools and a lot of schools that have, like, prestige, like the elite colleges of the U.S., I feel like now they hold even more prestige than they ever have before. You think it's just because more time's gone on? I feel like it's... They're, mm. Not that more. So, oh, now we're at two hundred year school instead of one hundred year old school. You know, mm. they've had more time to build history in a bigger but, alumni group and and it, have their alumni do more important things. I feel like mm, partially, but at the same time, I I don't know. I, I'm still stuck on this idea that college is way harder now. But maybe it's just because I'm in a different time and my experience is a little bit different from from back then. But I feel like we're we're more and more is being asked of us with still maintaining, like, the exact same, you know, standards. Like, you need to at least achieve this, but then you also have to tack on more. Like, I need to be proficient in this. I also need to have this experience in that. Let me ask you, you're saying it's harder. What are you basing the past on? Like, what information do you have that you would say it's harder than? I, I would say I would say sheer quantity of, yeah, of what, work. What have you heard from the, about going to school in the past that you're – basing this on i feel like just let's let's put it an example put like social media for example like the the presence of social media that we have today and how it influences the workforce i feel it's so much different because we have so much more exposure to each other and what our qualifications are what we dabble in what we find interest in what we dislike and i feel like since we have that publicly available and readily available for an employer i feel like that alone helps shed more light that Maybe we did have in that previous time, but it just wasn't so exclusive and you weren't able to see it. So I, I don't know. I feel like it, there's just there's more more exposure to it now. Well, I mean, I, I can I can definitely see that because there is technically more and it is technically I feel like it might feel harder, but it's just because the world has gotten harder. So there's more to do. Like college has not stood still. Like all of the requirements have kind of changed over the years right so it's like oh you need to do more you need to do more because when our parents were sold on the idea of college the american dream was like you go to school you get a degree you get married and you have kids and then you have one of these five jobs yes you have one of these five jobs so um nowadays it's like well when you can make a a business out of milking cockroaches to put in yogurt or something right there's no real specific (laughs) like you can make a, a living making 360 videos like yeah, how, that wasn't even a dream. 
No, it wasn't even a dream. Think about like a man in a wheelchair now straps on a VR video and he's like skiing in the Alps. Or he puts on the prosthetic uh, robot legs. Oh my God. Walks. Risky operation, but I think it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't with you two right now. I don't know. It just, it, it just really crossed my mind because I know that's always something that people talk about. Like, oh my God, college was such a different time now. And I, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, it's hard for me. My parents didn't even graduate high school. So it's kind of like hard to base that off of like a, you know, a personal um, story that I have because I really don't. But that's always something that you hear. It's not like you're foreign to that, that, that question or, you know, that, that discussion. Um, because it always, it always just interests me because what really makes it so much different? Is it just, you know, you know, just got to get with the times, like the times are different kind of thing. Is it just that old adage or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I always find that interesting. Always still up for talk, but. You know, social media though has kind of changed the landscape in, in, in kind of how we communicate. Like information is so readily available. Like, uh, one of the things going through class was like a bunch of kids got, uh, held back a class and failed a class because they all cheated. They just sent an email around to each other and shared that information and presented it all by just changing their names. But there was the professor was able to look back on like who originally made it and stuff. So there are things that are, you know, harder that are going to be harder in, in this time period because like everyone is so networked so heavily. They know everything so much so fast. We're so connected. Yeah, yeah, we are so connected. And I got to say my, my job is dealing with social media quite a bit. I mean, like literally doing social media uh, a lot. Um, and the need for instant everything, like instant response from me, instant or from the brand, instant instant information you know like why haven't you responded to me it's been 20 minutes you know yeah it's like all right well well there's a lot of people you know that need me to be answered in 20 minutes you know so it's i don't know i think it's changing our brains yeah that societal pressure did not exist 50 years ago you know it wasn't like oh no what is everyone on the internet going to think about my insta feed you know do i use they don't have it do i use this filter or do i use that filter And how much of a difference is that going to make? You know, one one of the things I always used to gauge this by is like when someone would call me and be like, oh, how long are you or how long until you get here? And I'm like, oh, I'm about 13 minutes away. And they're like, that's super specific. And I realized in that short amount of time that it took me to answer, I'm thinking about uh, velocity, traffic. I'm thinking about like how long till I get to the door. I run through all these quick thoughts and spit out a calculation that's more or less right. But like 100 years ago, the average person was thinking about, I got to go kill food to eat today, you know, or like I got to go to a factory and earn bread for my family. That's what I'm doing today. I'm putting bolts in a piece of metal. I feel like it's the amount of like mental processes that we have to go to. And and, and we, we, I don't think many people just think of it like that. Like how, how many steps that you go through to reach a certain point, like an answer to a question like that. Yeah. Show your work. (laughs) <laughs> it's right not just writing it. How many minutes is it going to take God, I fucking hate that. Oh, yeah. my God, it's so like, much. But it's the same answer. It's, it's like, like, make sure to put the answer, and then show your work. And then you get a deduction if you don't show your work. Yeah, that, that validation that you need as a teacher. Yeah, I think so. Next time uh, somebody asks you how long it's going to be, and they say it's super specific, you'll be like, I'll get there and show you my work. Yeah, I'll get there, <laughs> I'll show you my work. 
you brought up something, Jared, that was really interesting. Uh, the whole idea that not the idea, the story that you brought that someone uh, shared out some information were like held back and had to retake a class. Something mm. that I find really interesting is school policies when it comes to like cheating now, because cheating isn't as simple as, hey, let me slide you over my piece of paper with the answers on it. You have so many um, and I have a story for this as well. Um, so many avenues and ways to send information a really popular application uh, that I use with groups. Uh, it's called GroupMe. And within those, people share and save information. Like if they take a test, they'll be like, hey, like here's kind of like the concepts of what's going on. Um, and there was this um, person that was in our class that like shared out in the group, like, hey, like, you know, if you are a part of this group, I would recommend like wanting to leave. There's like been news and talk, like the dean has like heard some things that people have been sharing out information and this and that. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, are these like in our like school policies? Like, is this like, you know, using uh, like social media for like sharing information? I feel like it's not written in there, but there's kind of like this um, like unwritten code of like, yeah, that's still cheating, even though it's not like publicly written down in our paperwork, like we'll still, you know, hold you back for that or expel you for that. Mm. I always think that's interesting. Like we're creating more and more ways to share and, and to, you know, receive information that universities and schools have to kind of like keep up with it to see like, you know, what avenues and ways are people getting into? I just find that really interesting because it's like, I've never had an issue with that before. And it was all of a sudden brought up like last week. And I'm like, God, like, I haven't heard any sort of like announcement that's been made like, hey, you know, we're updating you on our kind of like our honor code policy. And you know, this is, you know, like an updated version. That's why you learn Morse code. Right. (laughs) They're expecting really complicated ways to cheat. But if you just tap in, just, I just like they'll the, never know. I like one. No one co- knows more. I just like one cough for A, man. Like that's. Is that really for A? No, bro. I'm just hatting. Oh, I thought you really <laughs> knew Morse code. That. I was really excited. That was I know SOS. Much. Do you? Do you want to hear it? Yes. S is three short. O. S. I wonder if you can hear that in the podcast. You probably can. We got good microphones in here. I hope you didn't actually call for help just now. Now everyone listening to podcasts is, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> like two weeks it's later like the, after like, they listen to it. Like, I received like a, your SOS. It's like, a, what are the, um, uh, those, what are those, what are those, what are those things? What things? Like, hey, Siri, um, the, the Amazon. Oh, uh, Alexa? Uh, yeah, it's like Alexa, like, here's the SOS. And it's like, <laughs> if she like, could read Morse code, that'd be cool, man. <laughs> oh, really... Imagine how many lives that would save just like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand you. (laughs) I don't have time. (laughs) Sorry, something happened. Try it again. (laughs) You have to like take 10 minutes to do the Morse code again. Right. Oh my God. One of those times it chooses to be sassy with you and you're just like, not today. Just answer my fucking question. All right. Next Uh, thing I want to hit you guys on. I'm like, Anthony with the thoughts today. With the uh, the T H O T S's. Tot, tot. <laughs> no, the thoughts, like not, not, not the good kind. Um, okay, so yeah, I know. I'm Just, looking at TOTS. Depends really on hungry. the day. It depends on the like tater tots. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. You ever had sweet potato tater tots? Oh, yes, I, I have. Oh, so good. Man. Burger fry, make burger fry. No, burger you. Burgers on campus. Burger University. I think so. I think it's burger you. Clever name. It's really good. They have like these sweet Anthony, potato fries. Focus. I'm sorry. I love sweet potato fries. <laughs> I love sweet potatoes. Okay. So um, uh, since college demand like more from us as students, and this kind of like alludes and goes back to the first question, um, 
we know that there's a lot of extracurricular things that we like must do and skills and proficiencies, whether it's in Excel or, you know, how to play a, you know, two handed trumpet. I don't know. Um, how can we share, um, for example, how do we help people develop themselves, like create an interest? Say like I'm a student and I go to school and I maintain a 4.0 GPA, but that's all I do is school. How, and this is like, I want like kind of like personal stories is what I'm essentially looking for is how have you found ways and avenues to make yourself creative outside of the classroom? Like how have you taken an interest in something and like help it mold you, whether it's towards like what I want to do career wise, or if it's like, I just want to be a more well-rounded individual. How do I create that? How have you sparked that? Jared's up first. Go ahead. Sure. Um, um, I have a philosophy that I kind of live by, which is question everything, learn something, answer nothing, which is by a Greek poet, uh, Euripides, I think his name, around 400 BC. Um, I love the idea of question everything because that will keep that drive for knowledge happening, right? So as long as you are like, oh, you know, that's cool. There's a solar eclipse happening. What is a solar eclipse? Why does it happen? You know, what effect does it have on different things? Like, as long as you are find yourself leading to the next question, you're always going to grow. And answer nothing, the end part of that is like once you reach an answer, you've kind of cut off that, that train of learning, right? So answer nothing. Don't accept anything for an answer. If you've hit an answer, that means you're just an- asking the wrong questions. So if you can question everything like, and be excited about everything, you're going to learn something. And I think that... Um, we talk a lot about like passion and finding passion. And I don't believe that passion can be really like found. I think passion emerges from dedication, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is very interesting because humans are so adaptable, um, but we have extreme focus. We can focus in on one thing and learn the shit out of it. Sorry. No, you you could say fuck anything you want. Okay. Uh, Maybe I won't travel there. (laughs) You only say fuck whatever you want. You, right, you get one. Me. You get one. He's going. He's going. Don't ruin it. Okay. So um, uh, the adaptability and the focus of humans have kind of allowed us to constantly change with the times and the climates and, and kind of overcome everything that we need. And we need to remember that human innovation is solely driven inside, right? So tips for learning to develop is question everything, every single thing around you. Like... Someone once told me, like, oh, you know, I don't know how a microphone works. I talk into this thing, and it gets loud on the other end. But, like, I went to school, and I know how a microphone works. I know about vibrations and the little film. Yeah, the diaphragms and how it converts all this into electricity, right? Because you have to keep asking questions. And you'll find that your passions will emerge from knowledge. And it's so fantastic. And that's where you'll find fulfillment. And then you'll be like, I want to keep this going. Let me question every single thing I see, Right. I can look at a flower growing in the middle of a parking lot and be like, how did you get here? Right? And then you start building all these stories, things that maybe necessarily didn't happen, but you can't prove that it didn't happen. So why not? It's like you find fulfillment in not being satisfied. Yes. Holy crap. Right. I can't get no satisfaction. I, that song, I finally, get no that song finally makes sense to me. It, it does. Because I feel like it's, you find more fulfillment in that. That is very true. I think where people go really wrong with that is like they they bog themselves down into one thing. They're like, oh, I know about carpets. So I learned everything I know, everything there is to know about carpets. But that's where I'm going to leave it. So learn everything. Mm. You got something? 
that was really good. So I'm. <laughs> I was gonna say if you can like share like a personal story yeah. then is because like, what I what I want to know is you know we become so bogged down in school and you know we have this like well, fucking. I think I think I did it a different way. I I I kind of was like these are the things that I'm interested in. Let me put myself in a place where I'll be surrounded by it. So um, you know I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I knew I liked entertainment and I knew that I, I was going to school in Florida. So which school am I gonna go to? And I decided UCF because it was Orlando. Orlando has is the hub of entertainment, at least in the southeast. Yeah. In my opinion, um, you know, Orlando's getting there. But um, so put myself in a place where I can be surrounded by entertainment. And then if I, you start finding things like, you know, I was like, oh, let me try radio. And then that led to another opportunity. That led to another opportunity. So I I just say like take say yes. Like don't 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 think oh, this isn't right for me. Like just do it. Like. And, and you'll figure it out because, you know, I wanted to be in a particular industry and then I found a way to be in a similar thing, but it wasn't exactly right, which led to more and more and more. And now I'm not where I thought I was going to be, but I love where I am, you know? So just say yes and go with it, even if it doesn't feel 100% right, because eventually it will feel 100% right. That's my thought. I think that's true. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, you know, the more uncomfortable you are, the more that you know you're having a new experience and you'll, yeah. you'll figure it out. Just keep, keep surround yourself with what you want to do, and then I subscribe to that. Yeah, that sounds really good. I think I had a, I had a different approach. I kind of like absorbed a bunch of content, like in different facets of like YouTube. Yeah, of like YouTube. For, that's that's a good that's a good conduit. Um, like YouTube, for example, and just found something, you know, and threw it at the wall. If it stuck, then it was like, oh, I have interest in that, and I, I would mm-hmm. pursue that. Um, and I think that's what it was for me because what what I and the whole point of this and what's to share it out with people is that. Um, like find an interest in something, you know, even if you are going to school or if you're going to be starting school or if you're ending school, um, have something on the sign that, you know, like, like a passion point, something that you really enjoy and you wouldn't mind pursuing. Um, I think that's very important to like be very multifaceted, not just in your degree or your major or for your whatever, but in something that you find interest in that's outside of that. Oh, I always find that it's hard though, because you have so many things keeping you from that. That, like, how do you devote time to say, like, I need to, like, find an interest in something? And I would also add, it doesn't, you know, because you can have, you know, a choice overload. I'm, I'm losing the actual term for it. When you have too many options, you don't make a decision. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's not the perfect thing for me. That's not the perfect thing for me. Like, I would argue to do that, but don't think that just because it doesn't, it's not exactly what you, like, you don't have to have the perfect answer for what you want to learn. Just start, you know, just do it anyways, you know. It's to your point, you know, just don't think that you have to have it exactly right before you start. Right. Yeah. And you know, that almost lends itself to like, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that fear is like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to fail at this. That would suck. You know, I don't like that, but so you I'm know, I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like, really fail. Sounds like someone yeah. listened to our last episode. Oh, oh. what? <laughs> what? I said, it sounds like someone listened to our first episode, oh. our first episode, our last episode, latest long, episode, long time listener, first time caller, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, man. I've had a lot of fun, and I definitely love talking to you, Jared. Oh, man. You are fascinating. Can we keep talking after the podcast? Yeah, we can. We, can we, we like, need to go see a movie or something. Oh, yeah. No talking during the movie, though. Oh. I, you know what? Silence for cell phones. We're going to put that in, in the fact sheet. You're never allowed etiquette. You know, some people don't know etiquette. I don't know when it became a thing, like, okay to talk during a movie. I was at a Fourth of July party. Some mm. guy was, it was like a, like a choir thing this guy's just on his phone like like punching the the whole time he's just like punching the keypad i'm like dude 
go out. Like you don't if you're not watching it, don't watch it. Yeah. Just don't bother me. Like and punching was, the keep like he was punching it. Well, he was kind of older, so he was had the, uh, he had like the razor flip phone I, thing. So he was like three 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 that's the two two. That's three 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 three. That's called a T nine keyboard. Oh yeah, the Is Morse really? of the nineties. Yes. Well, you know, dude, was the best at that. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure. It has. Until next time, don't forget. Which podcast, Jared? Take two podcasts coming at you. Take two. I'm going to go listen to it because I want to know about the Ghostbusters thing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's really, I'm really excited. Um, and I'll make sure to uh, put it in the description of the podcast, um, as well as our Facebook page, um, more information on the advertisements. Which don't forget to go to. Ooh, don't forget to like it. We are already, I think I checked today, we were at 123 and we're still growing. So one day we're going to have like 124 likes on Facebook and we're going to come back to this podcast and be like, man, you remember when we were at 123? Like, dude, we're at 124. <laughs> so it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. Uh, thank you for everyone that has listened so far. Um, I just wanted to take the time to say thanks. Uh, I don't know if we do that enough. Maybe we do. We don't. I don't think we do. But we wanted to thank you. Um, without your listens, um, this is something like we wouldn't do. We do it because we find interest in it and we find that people think it's interesting. Or so we hope. Yeah. I think it's cool conversations. I think so, too. It's great. It's fantastic on this side. All right, guys. Well, good to have Until you on, Jared. Until next week. Thanks. Au revoir. Au revoir.